take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I am Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. This is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online at couplesynergy.com or on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Couple Synergy. And please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 25 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of with the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we are talking about the three mistakes that couples make that ruin their marriage. Three mistakes. And mostly unaware they do it. Yeah, uh, inadvertently, Mm -hmm. and they are unaware. It's something that creeps up in every relationship at some point and one time or another. And uh, we're just going to go over that. And, you know, before we do that, I just wanted to to say thank you out there for everyone who has supported us through 2023. You know, we're winding down the the year and, uh, you know, we have really taken a look at uh, what we're grateful for. And we are definitely grateful for all of you, our audience, and who's tuned into our podcast, those also who have uh, taken the time to put a review up uh, and given us suggestions on topics that they'd like to hear more about. So we want to go on to the three mistakes. Yeah. All right. So the first mistake that couples make and that we see this a lot is that there is a lack of investment in their relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, things have gotten stagnant. They uh, they just stop giving energy to their partner and energy to their marriage. And this is a developmental thing that is normal that happens over time. In the same way, like if you uh, work out a lot and, and you eat a certain way, at some point you have to change it up. At some point it all stops working. And what happens to most couples is they start dating and they spend a lot of time together, they talk, they share stories, they touch each other, and then they get busy, and then they get kids, and then they get overwhelmed, and then they stop. And they stop because those investments are not just so quick, especially if there's unresolved issues. Hmm. And so they, they kind of almost avoid each other out of lack of time, lack of energy. I, and understandably so, because mm-hmm. kids come into the picture, careers, biz, uh, bills, obligations, all of that, extended family obligations, a lot of that stuff starts to become you know, an obstacle that the couple has to overcome and their relationship takes a backseat. So re- research says five and a half hours a week of quality time. Right which is face-to-face time, not talking about logistics or kids or running errands or any of that that kind of stuff. So we're talking about a half hour a day. Yeah, yeah. 30 minutes, 45 minutes a day. 30 minutes a day. And um, if you think about when you, maybe you're grocery shopping or something and you run into a neighbor 
and you haven't seen them, you're excited to see them. Hi, how you doing? You exchange, you know, and update each other about how you're doing. That does a lot for our emotional wellness. It does a lot because we are designed to be connected in the world. And if you're waking up and hitting the ground running and living your day and so is your partner and there's no touch points, well, then your relationship isn't going to be fed. It, it can't be fed. And touch points don't have to be a great amount of time. They can be a text, hey, I'm thinking about you. They can be uh, touches you're walking past someone. All of that is going to give your partner a little jolt of some oxytocin and bonding and connecting and saying, hey, I'm thinking about you. And it seems so easy to do, but it's not not so easy to do for some reason. Yeah, there are a couple um, a couple couples online that do jokes and pranks on each other. And, you know, they'll like uh, scare each other or pop balloons of shaving cream over each other. And, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot, it's funny to watch and everything, but it, it is also quality time. They're mm -hmm. having fun together, you know, and doing something that, that enriches their relationship. So it could be really anything. I mean, back in the day, it was putting a little post-it note out. Right. And, you know, we always talk about the four most important times a day of increasing that physical affection, not, not sexually, but um, just affection of time to have your hearts talk to each other. And that really lowers our depression. It lowers our anxiety. It increases the oxytocin. It makes us feel better. And a lot of times we're giving that to our kids. We're giving that to our dogs. And if you think about it, if you think about your shows, we all love our shows. If you know more about the character on the shows you watch than you do about your partner, <laughs> it's a good chance things are out of balance. And it's so easy for us to do because the shows, they don't yell back at you. No. They are not disappointed by you. They don't uh, criticize you or reject you. And in real life that happens and we're designed that way. And it's really interesting how as people we're designed to be not perfect. We're designed to forgive each other for our imperfections. We're designed to tolerate our imperfections. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of gotten to a place where we've stopped doing that. And when somebody is not perfect and doesn't behave in the way we want them to, we just cut them off. Just cut them off. And you know what that is? This is the most interesting part of this is anything that you don't like in another person is actually something you don't like about yourself. And it's the hardest thing to see. And it avoids us as individual people from growing. It stops our growth. It stops our becoming. It stops our being able to stay human in this world and tolerate each other. And we do really nasty things as human beings when we stop tolerating. You know, talking about other people, that brings us into the second mistake that couples make, and that's bringing others into their inner sanctum. And, you know, this is a concept that, that we teach uh, a lot about, and that is that inner sanctum is an area that is just reserved for the couple and their relationship. And what happens is that a lot of people create boundary violations in their relationship by bringing other people into that inner sanctum. And, you know, people the, the, that that could be people like their children. It could be people like their uh, their extended family, their parents and in-laws. And when you bring someone else into that inner sanctum, it it really interferes with the bond and the closeness that you are supposed to create with your partner. It can even be strangers. 
So if you're out in public and you start criticizing your partner in front of people, that is exposing them. So we like to think about the inner sanctum as the place in your house that is not just your bedroom, your marital bedroom, but the marital bathroom. And who gets to be in there with you? And in a lot of ways, when we criticize our partner in front of other people, it's like exposing a picture of them in their underwear to people. It's vulnerable. It, it certainly isn't nice. Mm -hmm. and it certainly, they don't have permission to and do it, that. It doesn't feel good for other people. No. You know, no. If you're in public or you with socializing and you start talking badly about your partner, the, the receiving party are, are hearing this and they are very uncomfortable because they know that this is too much information. It's information that they should not be privy to, right? Whether you think that way about your partner or not, other people shouldn't know that. Yeah, we call this the Jerry Springer effect, and we might be dating ourselves now with that analogy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But if you remember the Jerry Springer show, people would go on and they would tell all their business because they thought they were right. And they thought everyone would agree with them. And then the other person would come on and share all their business and because they thought they were right. And really, they both look like fools. Mm. And that's really what you're doing. You're, you're overexposing of your partner overexposes you as well. And it it's a it's an unsafe and unkind thing to do. The other way that we bring people into our inner sanctum is we bring our kids into the marital bed. We share intimate details with our our parents or friends that we're not sharing with our partner or we're sharing without our partner's permission. And that can be anything from spending decisions to health-related issues, anything that's intimate, anything that belongs in the marital bedroom, in the marital bathroom. And you bring someone in there and you give them a peek at that. It's really uh, overexposing. It is. It's overexposing. Yep. It's uncomfortable. And it is embarrassing. Mm -hmm. You are embarrassing yourself, really, if you do that. And some people think that, you know, if I do that, I'm just being honest. I'm just being forthcoming, right? I'm not holding things back. And that is not the same thing as mm -hmm. being honest. There's there's walls of privacy that we should have because they're appropriate vulnerabilities. In the same way, you could be honest and walk around naked. That's honest. Or you could be appropriate do. and modest and not <laughs> overactivate other people. And you think about, it, we, we like to use that analogy of of the intimacy of, clothing versus less and less clothing, which is more and more intimate, more and more vulnerable. And so that's kind of the equivalent. And there's appropriate people that should really only see you with your shoes on and your pants and your shirts. <laughs> well, shoes and everything. And everything right? on up. <laughs> and then there's other people, you know, that you can let your guard down with and let in. But the person who should and here's another thing a lot of couples don't even expose themselves to each other right right and you know and in this day and age of the uh easily accessibility of things on our media a lot of people see other people naked more than their partners and that is bringing all of that into that inner sanctum because our brains just kind of that way yeah you think about all those people out there that are doing things online for attention you know, and also making a profit on it. Mm -hmm. You know, they're being reinforced to do those yep. kinds of things. You know, that is definitely violating the inner sanctum, you know, and some, some 
of the partners are actually encouraging of it. Yeah. Right. There's a lot that, you know, I was just looking up some other relationship podcasts and half of those podcasts actually are encouraging that. Like have polyamorous relationship, have an open relationship, explore all this kind of stuff. And, you know, the thing is, is it, is it, um, it connects us in a we in a way that's instant. You know, that's what, uh, Eric Fromm in the art of loving calls. How do you say orgiastic orgiastic where, you know, you can hook up with someone and in that moment you can not feel the loneliness of being in a separate body in life and you can feel a connection. But then as soon as that, all that chemistry works itself out, you don't even want to cuddle that person. You're like, you're like out of there. Because it's completely physical yep. and there is no true bond at that, mm-hmm. you know, soul to soul level. So it's, it's sex without love, which creates a darkness and we don't really know it in the moment. In the moment it feels like fireworks, but you know, if you've ever watched fireworks after the light goes out, it's pretty dark and stinky. <laughs> like rotten eggs. The uh, third mistake that couples make that ruin the marriage is that they don't experience new things together. They continue to do the same thing over and over again. They create routines, which there's nothing wrong with creating a routine. It's when a routine becomes stagnant, when a routine becomes expected. And now there isn't any growth that's happening, you know, between the couple in their relationship. They're not like, they're they're not sparking new neurons in their brain. And as we know, if we don't spark new neurons, we don't learn, we don't grow. Okay. And so when couples stop doing new experiences, that is like a, a stranglehold on that marriage. Yeah, we are designed to become, and we're always becoming, and you're doing that as an individual person because life is giving you things that have to challenge you and 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 you have to do things different. Maybe it's something that is a new thing that of responsibility at work or your kids have changed and they need a new level of parenting that you're not used to or the weather changes and how you were gardening has to change. I mean, whatever it is, life is constantly changing and constantly pushing on us to say, how are you going to adapt to this? And we like routine because it make it means we don't have to do that. You know, we like that gravity is there when we put our feet on the ground in the morning, we don't float up to the ceiling. We like that as people. We like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when you do things like travel or, you know, yesterday we just, we'd been cooped up in the house for a few days and we just went to a place we'd never been. And it was a lake about 40 minutes from here. And we just went for a little hike with, with our pups and, um, and it just does something in our brain that that disrupts all those patterns and that being stuck in a rut. And when you're doing that with your partner and having an experience for the first time with them, then you're creating a bond. And you see this with like uh, war buddies or people you went to college with. And there's so many new experiences and it forges such a great bond that you could have college friends for life. Just even if you hardly ever see them, every time you would run into them, you'd remember all those great memories. And couples unfortunately stop having those new experiences and we're not just talking about going out to dinner no no or even go to a different place we're talking about different foods and different cultures and different scenery uh different experiences different activities mm -hmm. yeah and it rewires our brain and it it allows our brains to have a deeper and greater connection that also you know includes 
the time we're talking about investing in relationships, that's part of investing in relationships in a kind of a different way. And what we hear from a lot of couples is even, oh, well, our kids like to do everything too. So we just bring them so with. That, yeah. But that makes it just family time and mm -hmm. it's not couple time. It's, it's very different. And not to say that you shouldn't bond with your family members. You should, but there should be separate time set aside for your relationship specifically. Which is really good for your kids to see because your kids should also be having time with their friends and time with their grandparents or aunts or uncles or whoever are other people in their life that they can have relationships with. And if you're always there with your kids, they can't do that either. And then they can't really discover who they are. So it's healthier for you and for your kids for you to, you know, get a babysitter and go out. No matter how much that costs. <laughs> Or go for a hike. It's pretty much free. I don't know. How, how much do babysitters cost these days? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> well, we want to thank you for joining us today on Couple Synergy. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please please let us know how you enjoyed the show. If you have any questions, comments, or topics, suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, our home study course, the next Couples Relationship Enhancement Weekend, and our premier couples coaching program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, Please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.